Welcome to the Start, Scale, Succeed podcast with me, your host, Nicole Higgins, the Buy and Retail Coach, sharing tips, advice, and insight from entrepreneurs that have just launched to multi-million pound business owners. We will be discussing the challenges they faced, advice they would give, and the milestones they achieved and how they got there. Also joining me will be a broad range of experts with some tips and practical how-tos, episodes that will help your business grow and to enable you to live the life you crave. The types of experts that you'll hear from will be those that you will find beneficial as you start and scale your business, from branding and social media experts to mindset coaches and PR marketing. There will also be solo episodes from me discussing a variety of topics from sourcing to maximizing the profit in your business. Today, I'm joined by Natalie Ward, founder of Latch, the sportswear brand for pregnant breastfeeding and on-the-go mums. Thanks for joining me today, Natalie. Thank you for having me. Now, the journey with Latched started in around 2018. Can you take us back to that time and how it started and tell us a bit about you and the business? Yeah, of course. Um, So I gave birth to our daughter uh, in January 2018 and life was not as I was expecting. Um, I think I prepared so much for labour and physically giving birth that the process and everything that happened after that point, I hadn't given a second thought to. Um, and I won't lie, I really, really struggled. Um, I was miserable in my body. It was it was the year where it was still snowing until March. I had a breastfeeding baby that literally fed for 40 minutes every 20 minutes. So out of every hour, I was feeding constantly. Um, it worked out about 18 hours a day I was feeding her. Oh and God. I was so mentally and physically exhausted. I had a massive breakdown. Mm-hmm. Um, I sat on the floor and just cried my eyes out. And I was like, I cannot live my life like this. Um, someone that's been so active you know netball running gym yoga you name it I am into that so my husband and I had a conversation very open conversation and his question was what would make your life easier so I dug deep and I said I want a breastfeeding sports bra so that I can go out of the house and walk and do things Um, But I also want a jumper with zips in it because I don't want to be stripping off when it's snowing outside. So we scoured the Internet and the only thing we could find was in Australia. And that product was not great. Um, So in the end, we decided to make it ourselves. So I literally sat on the floor drawing exactly what I wanted. um, And we again had the conversation. Are we really going to do this? Um, his response was worst case scenario we'll go to a car boot and we'll sell it so don't worry like let's just do it and do you have any background in retail in fashion what's it before you had your children what did you do what were you working as so my background I worked in a university um, as assistant head of sport so my role was predominantly events marketing data and insight I was fortunate that I was exposed to some of the playing kit side of things um, but nowhere near the same kind of degree and level of designing and manufacturing your own clothes and being a small business owner as well and everything that that entails. So you're on the floor doing the designs and the patterns or not even I don't I suppose you're just kind of sketching things out in terms of what you wanted to look like and where did you go from there what happened after that? So um, I basically just spoke to some people that I had worked with previously around the playing kit side of things and got some advice. And their main advice was source some factories and get samples made. Um, Don't rush your samples. Make sure they are 100% perfect because whatever they produce for you in sample stage is exactly what they will produce for you in the bigger scale. So invest the time and invest money in making sure that they are right. 
So that's exactly what we did. We sent the sketches over to several different factories. We um, asked for, you know, tours of the factories as well um, via video phone, just for a kind of own personal peace of mind as well with what preconceptions some people have about mm-hmm. the manufacturing industry um, and paperwork to kind of substantiate some of those things. And then we, we found a factory that we we're really happy with. Um, the samples were really good, really high quality. And yeah, we went from there, really. And did you, when you were looking for the factories, um, because it's interesting, I just gave a masterclass on this and it's one of the hardest things that people find, you know, and some people want things made in the UK, but then they get the costs and they realise based on where their product needs to be that they need to look further afield. So did you, is your product, your products manufactured um, in China or in the UK? Right. And which, when you were looking for suppliers, how did you, um, was it Alibaba that you used? Was it LinkedIn? Or did you have recommendations from the playing kit side of where to go for those factories? So originally I looked for the UK um, and I spoke to the director of Make It British um, and Kate basically said to me, we can't make your product here. We don't have the technology, which was really disappointing. Mm -hmm. Um, So again, it came to looking on the internet. So yeah, I did use LinkedIn, Foursquare, uh, Alibaba, um, you name it. I signed up to all of the different ones just to search to begin with. Um, and then man- from there kind of got a bit of insight as to what it was that I was looking for and finding out factories that actually make what you want because there's so many yeah. factories that are so specific um, they would never have done my products great and so you found your factory you get your samples in and then what happens and then you give them lots of money <laughs> <laughs> to make your bulk order. And, and that's the bit that for me was really nerve wracking the first time. I'm like, oh, my God, I've literally just transferred X you know, n- amount of money of my own personal money as well. You know, being a small business, it's not like it's a bank loan or anything else. Yeah. It's just my own personal finances to take a risk and take a gamble, not knowing if it was going to pay off or not. But, yeah, I think when I finally got that first shipment, um, it put my mind at rest, actually, no, this is, this is normal. This is the way it's meant to happen. And then when, as the, the sampling was going on, were you focusing on the branding and the website and getting all that set up? Yeah. So I'd obviously placed the first order before I'd set the business up at all. So then it was right. Company's house, website, social media, um, bank account, all of those kind of things, just to keep it very, very separate. Um, I did all the branding and marketing myself. So I designed everything. Um, I didn't actually outsource any of that. And it, yeah, it was just a real discovery period. It was a really steep learning curve, especially all the company's house registration and then thinking about trademarking and all those yeah. things. It was a bit of a minefield, but we, we got through it. And so when did you actually launch then? So we launched in November 2018. So we started the process in the March um, so from March through to November, we launched and that was, pu- we could have launched sooner, but it was purely waiting on the products to arrive after the sampling. To be honest, that's not a bad, that's a, quite a quick, you know, from initial, I'm going to do this to launching it. That's a good turnaround, especially when the products are coming from China as well. And you don't have the background. So, you know, well done to you, because I think that's a really good uh, turnaround for for that kind of for, for a new business everything sorted products 
on in the UK that have come from China. So and thank you. Although my friends that know me well would probably say that that's not very long for me because I'm ridiculously impatient and I will work 24 seven to get it done. So yeah, it may seem fast, but to me, I don't have that patience level most people have. And when you were doing the social media, so when you launched, did you have an audience to launch to or that you hadn't set, you had just set up the social media so you didn't have many followers. How did you grow your audience then? How did the sales start coming in? So originally it was, you know, friends and family, as they all do, supporting yeah. you. Rally round. Yeah, rally round. Even the non-pregnant up. ones or yeah. breastfeeding ones. I'll have it when I have baby X in three years. <laughs> Absolutely. But do you know what? So much of it in the beginning was all word of mouth. Um, you know, there was a couple of people that had bought something that were friends and family and actually they loved the product because they realized that what I had done is basically created a solution to a problem and they mm. all had the same problem. So when we first launched, we literally just had the three products that I designed for myself um, and they were all tailored to breastfeeding. So people who wanted to be able to leave the house and breastfeed during the colder winter wet months had no options really that they were aware of either. So it really just filled a void um, for them as well. So word of mouth was the main kind of recommendation. Obviously, posting on social media, I found it quite hard in the beginning to put my face in front of the brand. Mm. Um, so it, it, it turned a point, I think, when I started telling my own story because people understood that actually I understood them yeah. and their needs. Um, and then... By the time my daughter turned one in January, so we'd launched the business three months prior, uh, we found out we were expecting again with number two. Great. <laughs> so, yes, two under two was going to happen, um, but he was a summer baby. So I then got to uh, enjoy all the hurdles and challenges that came with a summer pregnancy. And so basically used that to further the collection mm -hmm. um, and again, designed exactly what I wanted for the ridiculous heat wave and the 34 degrees heat. Um, and I remember sitting in the garden crying. It was about one o'clock in the morning and it was raining and I was so happy <laughs> to see rain. And I was like, this is crazy. So just going through that whole process and being able to draw upon my experience as well meant that I was able to then offer things to other people who had been recommended the business, but necessarily at that time didn't have a product for them. So thinking more about the active pregnancy side of things. So what kind of, so when you started, you launched with three products, what were they? So that was the oversized uh, nursing hoodie. Yeah. It was the marble breastfeeding sports bra and the, uh, what was at the time the high-waisted postnatal leggings um, I designed those leggings to kind of help my mum bod feel slightly more mine yeah um, but actually it wasn't until I got pregnant again that I realized that actually the way that I designed them obviously I still had quite a bit of tummy afterwards but the way that I designed them was actually perfect for pregnancy as well yeah. so I then wore them throughout my entire pregnancy and, and well when I could and it wasn't too hot um and they became the pre and postnatal leggings because I've, gen I've actually got them on. I've genuinely worn this exact pair of leggings for almost three years. And so you've gone from three options in when you first started to how many would you say is in your range now? We have 40. Right. OK, great. And we'll um, be three in November. And I think in terms of for you, it's quite it's been quite organic, hasn't it? And you've you've launched with three. You've got the feedback, worn them yourself, had those experiences 
use your own market research from your own use as well as other people to then develop further again. And did you, when you were starting or whenever you've um, grown the the range, have you used other customers for feedback or has it been more using your own experience? No, it's definitely been using others for feedback as well. So I have a small group of mums that are almost like my market research board um, and you know, I send them products, they give me feedback on it. Um, particularly now with the pregnancy side of things, I've got to, I don't <laughs> intend on having any more. Yeah. Um, so now I need other people that are in that stage in their life to be able to give me their feedback on anything that I'm designing from a pregnancy point of view as well. So I definitely gain as much feedback from the people around me that I can. And so you sell on the website, but then how else do you get your product out there? So yeah, we're on the website. We're also now um, on Amazon. And then there's also live shows and events as well. So this month we've got um, a baby and toddler show and a baby show in London. And then we've also got a baby and toddler show in Manchester. And then next year we've got six, I think, baby and toddlers and baby shows up, up, up and down the country. Um, so there's the live side of things as well. It's it's literally just about what find what works for you. Um, mm. There are other things that I am planning. Um but I can't share that yet. <laughs> are there other things that you can share that, you, that you're in terms of where you see the brand going? Actually, first of all, can I ask you about Amazon? So how did that, um, was that from a model, you know, because obviously I would imagine in terms of Amazon take a cut of, of what you make, was that more to just really get your brand out there that they may buy from Amazon once, but then when they buy the product, they would then come to your website and buy? Like what was the reasoning behind going, going through Amazon? So um, Amazon to me is that kind of, beast that you really don't want to invite to your birthday party but kind of have to um school bully or something yeah (laughs) it's 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 the biggest search engine for shopping in the world fact so by not being on there I was thinking well actually am I doing more damage than by being on there so at least Mm -hmm. if I'm on there people can see that I exist um yes obviously I'm not going to compete with some of the products that are on there that are coming direct from overseas for no money at all and are cheap and you know all the rest of it but I think once people start to realize that the product is of quality they are more likely just to go straight to the website um, and buy it direct than through Amazon but equally if you think about a breastfeeding woman at three o'clock in the morning she's sat there on Amazon yeah and actually if she wants something she wants it delivered the next day so by having that prime you know, nighttime feed delivery option. Um, I think that helps as well. Just support other people, which for me is worth it more than worrying about the issues with Amazon. And have you seen your sales um, from your own website go up whilst you've, since you've been on Amazon? Um, How can you measure the benefit? Right. Okay. Yeah, it's very early days. We've only been on there for a month now, I think. Okay. Um, And we've only got two products on there we are looking to do more but obviously being a small business of one it takes time um and at the minute I don't have that so it is a work in progress okay great and then and I was asking you about in terms of growing the business now what are the next stages for you that you can share Uh, so wholesale is definitely one of them um thinking about the different events that are coming up in early 2022 that I can attend from a um business to business aspect um obviously expanding the line as well there's more seasonal products that will be coming uh ready for spring that i've already 
designed and samples are done, etc. Um, so it's definitely a, a definitely a cycle of thinking ahead as well. Um, it's not something that you can be particularly reactive to because of the length of time that you know bulk manufacturing takes. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think I think for me, there's more kind of collaborations coming up as well. Um, again, can't really share who with, but that's that's on the cards as well. And speaking of, well, I suppose it's not really collaborations, but influencer marketing, have you, have you used that throughout your, um, as, as a, as a way of promoting your products? Absolutely. Influencer marketing changed my world. Yeah. Tell us more. Um, so Rochelle Humes, um, obviously has, well, it's almost a year old now, had Blake. Um, but during her pregnancy, we were in lockdown um, and she'd got wind of, you know, my small business. No idea how. Um, but I basically said, you know, can I gift you some things? She was doing her online workouts with Zero Gravity and PMAC every week online on her Instagram account. So I sent her some products and she started wearing it and people started noticing. Um, and then actually, I'm, an, I'm a massive Rochelle fangirl to this day now. Um, <laughs> but she basically sent me a message um, saying, oh, by the way, in 10 minutes, you're going to be on this morning. And I was like, what do you mean? Um, she went, just watch it. So I was like, okay. So I literally sat there and cried in front of the telly while she oh. stood there on national TV telling everyone about latch leggings and how they're amazing for like pregnancy or actually even if you're not pregnant you've just gone for a big dinner you know she was amazing and it was completely unexpected and the only kind of bittersweet part about it was at that time was when we were having all the delivery delays you're not you weren't in stock oh. I literally had 21 <laughs> pairs in stock and they sold out within four minutes oh no and I was like oh <laughs> literally and I couldn't get them for another six weeks so I was there like oh my god like what do I do um but yeah so influencer marketing literally rocked my world and from then you know I've had micro influencers and I've had global celebrities um you know American tennis players mm-hmm. you know actual you know physical athletes endorsing what they're wearing um UK and, gift them is that is that paid is some of it paid is some of it gifted or is it never paid for influencer marketing and I don't Mm -hmm. think I ever will I think if some I would rather send someone the product and them not post about it yeah than pay for fake advertising if that makes sense because I want them to physically love it enough to say do you know what mums this is going to make your life easier you are going to need this in your life and it'd be absolutely genuine um, and I think anyone who who has been a mom or you know is pregnant or breastfeeding just knows you just you're so tired. <laughs> you just want things to be easy and easy and comfortable, and yeah, 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 and not feel too tight. And that, like you say, that when that when a baby is like gnawing, you know, about to just go mental because they're that hungry, that you just need to access things quickly. Like <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. But that's what I mean. I would rather someone be able to give that story and say, this is my problem and it's driving me insane, but this is the solution I found. It's the best thing ever. I'm genuinely in love with this. Then be like, oh, look what I've got. It's a new jumper and it's got zips. But hopefully though, those ones that are going to talk about, they might give you a heads up so that you can get, make sure that you've got lots of stock and you don't have the same I, issue Since again. then I learned my lesson and I have no longer had those issues. <laughs> And then just talking on the wholesale side again, so you're going to do some uh, B2B trade shows, I think, from what you were saying. Are there any 
so are you going to target more smaller boutiques first or what way would you like would you are there any retailers that you would love to see your brand in I mean Um, I think everyone would love to be in the big name stores wouldn't they you know mm -hmm. John Lewis I mean Selfridges you know whoever that might be um it would be a dream come true for any small business but I also appreciate that kind of personal connection that small boutiques and businesses have with their customers mm-hmm. um you know i i would also love to see my products in gyms yeah you know where they've got a retail outlet what why is it that there's not stuff that are, is there for mums you know david lloyd clubs promote their family um memberships and you know babe mum and baby classes will provide products that suit that clientele yeah so yeah, I think I've got a really broad spectrum of where I would like to be placed. Um, so it's just about making the right connections, really. And what would you say have been your greatest challenges through the... So you're, we're, you know, set up in, tw- in 2018, we're in 2021 now. What have been your greatest challenges along the way? Um, I mean, two under two, no childcare and a global pandemic was definitely up yeah. there. Um <laughs> Because that did put a massive strain on me. Um, yeah, my yeah. husband wasn't at home working, you know, the whole time. So I was on my own trying to run a business with a two-year-old and a one-year-old. Um, but I think from the business aspect, it's learning how to do all of those, like, businessy things. So, like, dealing with the finances. Never mm-hmm. had to worry about anything like that before. But now making sure that I've got enough money to pay the VAT man and buy new stock and mm-hmm. all of the rest of it, dealing with that side of things, that's been a real challenge for me. Um, but on the whole, I think as long as you get a process in place for anything, you can overcome it and you can achieve it. So it's just making kind of a plan. Yeah, and then going ahead with it, then and, and yeah. sticking to it. And if the plan doesn't work, finding a new, a new, you know, finding a different way to to make something happen. Absolutely. And what would be the tips that you would give to anyone that is thinking of starting a business? Um, do your market research. Know what's out there already. Be really, really like back yourself. Like absolutely back yourself. You can do it. And you should do it. If you've got a, if you've got a problem that you found a solution for, other people will be experiencing the same thing. So go for it and yeah, back yourself 100%. Amazing. Thank you very much. Thank you very much for joining me today, Natalie. I look forward to, well, I don't, I'm not planning on having many more children, but I look forward <laughs> to seeing you one day in John Lewis or Selfridges. And for anyone who is thinking about wholesaling or wants to wholesale, if you have a look in the show notes, I'm going to be creating a four steps to wholesale guide, which will be available for you um, to download. Just check out the show notes and you'll see the link in there that you can do. It's a very useful guide. Uh, but Natalie, thank you very much again. Thank you for having me.